Amen. And we are, we are actually, we are in a time of prayer. Amen. We are in a time of prayer this month. Let me see those who remember that we are praying this month. Okay, if you haven't heard, yes, we every year the first the first month we make sure to make a sacrifice to fast and pray. And everyone should pick pick if you're not able to do day after day, pick one day in the week and this is your day that you're going to give to God. But make sure that you are fasting and praying and seeking God and crying out to God because we need to know where we are at with God. Amen? Prayer changes things. There's nothing that prayer cannot change. Amen. And um, there is a story about Hezekiah. Anybody know the story of Hezekiah? You know, it said that Hezekiah was sick. Let's go to it. It's Isaiah 38, I think it is. And it said, in those days, Hezekiah was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, set your house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Can you imagine? You're sick, sick, and you heard that the prophet is coming. The prophet is coming. You're hoping that the prophet is going to, you know, pray for you and heal you. But what did Ezekiah heard? What? What did, can we read on a little more? Isaiah was sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet came. He came to him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, set your house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. How do you feel if you get that message? How would you feel if such a message, you are in pain, you are at the point of death, and this is what the God you serve sent to tell you? That you, you are going to die. You will die and not live. But what did Ezekiah did? Did he just turn and hate God for this? Let's see what he did. Then Ezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto the Lord. What did he do? Into this situation that he was in, you know. And now he didn't get upset with God. You know, some people... Uh, something happened and they're ready to write God off. Hezekiah did not write God off. He knows just what to do. Amen. So he said, Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall and he prayed unto the Lord. And what did he say to the Lord? And said, remember me, O Lord. I beseech thee. I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. And I have done that which is good in thy sight. And Ezekiah wept sorely. Can you turn to God and, and argue with him and show him what you did? Can your work speak for you? Can your work for God speak for you? Ezekiah said, Lord, you know, you remember, 
I prayed unto thee, okay? I beseech you, I have walked before you. Why are you doing this? I have walked before thee in truth and in perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah remember all that he did and he, he just wept. And what happened? Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer and have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thine days 15 years. What if Isaiah, Hezekiah did not pray? What if he had gotten upset with God because God, you know, ready, he's sick, he have done, been working for you all this year, and now I'm sick instead of healing me. This is what you sent to tell me that I am going to die and not live. But Hezekiah did not take it in a very um, rough way or angry way. He humbled himself. He turned himself away from everybody, facing the wall. Wall, carry my voice. He prayed to his God. And did God came through for Hezekiah? Amen. And uh, let's read a little bit more. Then came the word of the Lord saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus said the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. What did God hear? The prayer of Hezekiah. Does God want to hear your prayer? Amen. Amen. Doesn't matter how gloomy the situation is. Don't matter if you're in the wrong, you can, you can um, argue with God. You can talk to him. You can reason with God. And that was what Ezekiah did. I have seen thy tears. See, God sees your tears when those tears are coming from the heart. Amen? Behold, I will add unto thee thy days 15 years. You, you, can, you, can you see Ezekiah? Can you see the smile on his face? He probably looked up. Thank you, God. Amen? Fifteen years was added. And not only that, say what God did to Ezekiah. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that, it, that I have spoken. Behold, I will bring again the shadow of the, of the degrees which is gone down in the sun, sundial of Asa, ten degrees backwards. So the sun returned ten degrees, uh, by which degrees it was gone. And in the writing of Ezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was recovered of his sickness. God didn't just add 15 years to his life, but God gave him victory over his enemy. Amen? God gave him victory over his enemies. His enemies were, were coming at, the, that, at them with all that they had, but... God fight for them. Amen. God, angel came and destroyed all the armies 
Amen. So we know that our God cares, and he will be there for you, whatever situation, even if, you, if the affliction is from God, you can go to him. You can talk to him. He's a God who will hear the cry of his children. Just like children would be crying out to his, their parents. You know, some kids, they know how to get mommy and daddy to give them stuff. They will be nagging at you, asking you over and over, you know. And dad or mom will just give in and give. <laughs> Do you ever have that experience with your parents? You know, God is our heavenly father. And whatever our situation is, he is able to help us. We are going to look again. Uh, we are in a time of prayer, and I am bringing these scriptures to encourage us how important it is for us to pray, how important it is for us not to give up our giving, but you know your God. And if you know your God, you're going to cry out to him. It doesn't matter what situation you have found yourself in, you can cry out, you can cry out to God. Another person that cry out to God, we're going to go to the book of Jonah. We're going to go to the book of Jonah chapter 2. You all know the story of Jonah. But I'm just going to go to that portion where Jonah prayed. Amen? And his situation was dire. But nevertheless, God came through for him. So in Jonah chapter 2, it says, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of my affl affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Where was Jonah? Locked up in the belly of a fish. Can you imagine? You know, I wonder who have us, in what belly are we in today? <laughs> who, have you, who have you held in, in their belly, right? Jonah found himself. We know what happened, why Jonah was in that belly of the fish, because of his disobedience. You know, he know he was wrong. But when he found himself in the belly of the fish, it feels like he was, he was uh, in hell itself, right? But let's just read down a little more. All right. It said, for thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the sea, and the flood compassed me about. All the billows of thy waves pass, me, pass over me. Then... I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again towards thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped above my head, the intestine of the <laughs> fish. I felt I went down to the bottom of the mountains, and the earth with her bars were about me forever, yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption. When my soul fainted within me, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came unto thee, 
in the holy temple, you know? So um, Jonah's situation was, was terrible. Uh, in the belly of a fish, what hope would he have? That fish must be squeezing him, everything out of him. Nevertheless, Jonah cried out to God from the belly of the fish. So it's, it, there is nothing that is happening so, so gross to your life that you cannot cry out to God. And I wonder what have, have, whose belly are you in today? Could it be the belly of fear? Whatever belly you find yourself in, if it's the belly of fear, cry out to God out of the belly of fear, and God will hear you. Could be the belly of depression, cry out to God. Could be the belly of infirmities, sickness, one and off, coming on and on, on and off. You can cry out to God out of that infirmities. Could be the belly of trouble. Some people always in trouble. You know, you can cry out to God. Whatever situation you find yourself in, do like Jonah and cry out to God. Do like Hezekiah and cry out to your God. Amen? Could be the belly of poverty. Cry out to God. Whatsoever the case, you can cry out to God, and he will deliver you. Amen? He will deliver you. And we are in a time that we need to cry out to God. Amen? It's a call of a time of prayer. We can go to Joel also where we see that a warning was given out. Amen. We can find Joel now. All right. So Joel chapter 2. And it reads, Blow he the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in the holy mountains, and let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong. There hath not been ever the like, neither shall there be any after it even to the ears of many generations. If we think of this uh, scripture today and we look at our world that we are living in, we can see the very same thing while this warning was given. Amen? This scripture fits us today in this generation. What is happening out in our world today is darkness, and more darkness. The people that are living today, they are so advanced in technology that it never, it was never like this in generation upon generation that pass on. So this, this scripture is, is focusing on this generation today. And what the word of God is said, blow the trumpet in Zion. Where is Zion? The house of God. The people of God. We have to blow the trumpet and sound the alarm. Amen. 
because the Lord God is coming. Amen. And it is important that the warnings that are given in is given in to God's people to alert us of the time and the season that we are in. And let's um, skip over a little bit further. Amen. To verse 15 down to 18. And take this very seriously. Because if we go back to, to Jonah, um, we didn't go all deep into Jonah, but Jonah had a message to deliver, and he didn't go to deliver the message. He go his own way. Amen? Until trouble catch him, he cried out, and then he went. And he delivered the message. He delivered that message, and that message was, in 40 days, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. And what did the king of Nineveh did? Did he just shove him off? He believed it. And what did he do? He called his people and he put everybody down to the donkey tied up. The baby never gets stuck, right? Everything was on fasting and prayer and to pray for God's mercy. And did God show mercy? He did show mercy on Nineveh. Amen. Today, this is our warning. And if we go to verse 15, and um, let's read it. It said, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call the solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, and those that suck the breasts, and let the bridegroom go out of her chamber, and the bridegroom out of her closet, bride, and let the priests and the ministers of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the Eden should rule over them. Therefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Amen. So it's important that we realize that this fasting that we are doing, that we should not take it lightly. Amen. We should not just say, oh, the kids can't fast because they have to go to school. Yes. You know, the Muslim kids, they aren't fasting. They go to school they without food. They don't die. According to the word here, even the, even the baby, and the f if, if we are serious about seeking God, we have to not just do it ourselves, but our entire family. We have to bring our children to that place to learn that they need to take time out to fast and to pray. And during this time of fasting, it is good that the, the, the families get together in the evenings and pray together with your children. Let them read. Let them pray individually. Let them learn to seek after God. Amen. It is God's command that even the babe and the breast need to, to know that you have to fast. So adults, it is time for us to listen, right? Listen like the king of Nineveh. There is blow the trumpet and sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. The coming of the Lord is near. And what will happen to his children is happen to you if you're not ready for God's coming. As we seek God daily, some people have fast because they want to lose weight. If you are fasting because you want to lose weight, you're not fasting, you're starving. 
right? That's not fasting. You cannot use it for weight loss. <laughs> you cannot use spiritual fasting for weight loss. If you want to do that, do it outside of uh, not, it doesn't have anything to do with your spirituality. It is just for your, your body. But if you are going to fast and pray and seek God for your spiritual upliftment, for you to draw closer to God, then you're going to do God's fast. Amen. Lay aside the food. Lay aside the this and the that that is hinder. Anything that is hindering us from drawing close to God, it's time to fast it. Time, kids, to put away your, your um, games and take up your Bible. You all can read. Read your Bible. Learn to read. Amen? If you don't know the word, ask your parents. But you can read the Psalms. God is wanting you children to pray and to listen to your parents. All right? Bible said children obey your parents. Amen. They are responsible for you. Wherever they're going, that's where you are going. And parents need to know that. That you cannot just be getting yourself all spiritual and your children is not a part of it. You're not going to, to be gone and, and, um, and without them. They need to be a part of you. Whatever you are doing, they should be doing praying, seeking God. Learn to read the word, word of God. They can read. They're going to school. They're more intelligent than us adults, than in their computer or whatever, right? So don't, don't shove them off as if they're not a part. They're too little. They're not too little. They can serve God. Amen? We see kids who were, were king. What is the eight-year-old king? Josiah. He was eight years old when he was king, leading his people. A whole nation. So don't think that God cannot use these children. Amen. You make sure that you feed them the word of God. Put God in their heart. That their foundation be strong. So that when they grow up, then remember, my mom used to fast. I, I used to fast 40 days with my mom. I did it once. <laughs> My, my mom used to fast and pray. You know, that was her life. And your children will, will see what you do when they grow up. They'll remember what you do is what they're going to do when they grow up. If you beat up your, your wife, they're going to beat up their wife too. If you smoke, they're going to smoke. If you cuss, they're going to cuss. So whatever you feed your children, that's what they're going to have. So it is important, church, that we bring our families and seek God with all our hearts. Amen? So it doesn't matter what condition your life is in right now. It doesn't matter what, who have you in their belly. You can cry out to God. You can cry out to God. Whatever situation you're in, cry out to God, and he will hear you. He heard Jonah in the fish's belly. Amen. He heard Hezekiah 
when he turned towards the wall and he prayed. He heard the people of Nineveh when they cry out to him. Amen. And he will hear us today. Amen. Let us stand. Praise be to God. It is time. It's a call to prayer. It's a call that we get conscious about our own spiritual walk with God. And when we are full up of God, when our cups are full up, it will run over. When it runs over, that's when it can spill on somebody else. Amen. But if we're not living for God, don't bother to try to bring somebody to God because they're going to look at you and say, you're not a Christian. Let your light shine. Amen. Wherever you are, whether people are around you that knows you or not, let your light shine wherever you are. You are God's child. Amen. You are, you are a star for God, a shining star on earth. Amen. To shine his light and others can see and come after God. Are you glad that you're a part of the family of God? Amen. Amen. He's coming. The Bible says every eye shall behold him. Even those who pierced him, they're going to see him, right? So he knows you. You may think God don't knows me. He knows you. He's the one who created you, fashioned you in your mother's womb. He knows all about you. So don't run away from God when there is something wrong, when you, you fall on your face. And when the enemy trampled over your life and leave you for dead, the good Samaritan, Jesus, is ready to pick you up. The song said, it turned me around, clothe you back in your right mind, and keep on walking forward. song said, forward still is Jehovah's will. Although the billows dashed and spray, with a conquering tread, we must push ahead. It doesn't matter how we fall on our faces, get up and move forward. It is time to set, you know, tell the devil, give him a black eye, get off my case, get off my life. I'm going forward. I love Jesus. Amen. I'm going forward. You hurt me, you, you throw me over, but I'm getting up and I'm going forward. I love Jesus and I'm going to serve him no matter what. I'm going to cry out to my God. He is Lord. Amen. I was driving today, and I, it takes forever to come to church because the road was not good for my tires. I mean, good ones. <laughs> and I was saying, Jesus, take me safe all the way. Jesus, take me safe. I go. I said, Jesus, take me safe. So you can cry out to the Lord. Every situation, it don't have to be a big thing. Whether it's a big thing, a little thing, a tiny thing, we can cry out to the Lord. Is there anyone who want to come today and, and say, I want to cry out to my God? I have failed, but I know he will help me. Jonah disobeyed God. Amen. But God, he cried out and God forgave him and took him out of hell itself. For Jonah said, I was in hell. From the depth of hell I cried. Can you imagine being taken in by a fish? He said the bars, those bones were being, even, being bounced back and forward. The intestine were tying him up. 
But he cried out. Where are you today? How are you crying out? Amen. Are you crying out like Jonah? Are you crying out like the king of Nineveh? Are you crying out like Hezekiah? Cry out, doesn't matter where you are at in your walk with God. Today is a day that you can cry. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Is there one today who wants to come and said, pray for me. I need the Lord. I need the Lord. Hallelujah. Come, Pastor Nathaniel. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. He's on your side. He will turn the sun back just to, for you. 